0: Hello there, guys. Welcome to the 10th episode of Imagine This. I am Jay, the co-founder and CEO at Imagine Insights. And I'm here with one of our Gen Z community, Chair Thomas, and our community engagement exec, Nick Stipidus. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. Welcome to our 10th episode of Imagine This, the podcast for all things Gen Z. If you want to know more about Gen Z, then join us for our 20-minute monthly podcast where we'll discuss what matters to Gen Z, how they think, and the incredible impacts they're having on society. But before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that we pay our Gen Z community for every single insight they provide to brands like Amazon Prime Video or Sky or the NFL. And to pay more Gen Z and be the best at what we do, we really, really need this podcast to grow. And it's very easy for you to help us to do that. If you're listening on Apple, simply press subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, then press follow. And if you do that, you will really help us to increase the number of um, listeners that we have coming through. Thank you so much for your help. We really appreciate it. Now let's move on to the episode. So in this, our 10th episode, I will talk to our guests about their brutally honest views around ByteDance slash TikTok owned Doyen being told by the Chinese government to li- limit their Gen Z usage of their app. So basically ByteDance have been told by the government to limit Gen Z usage of their app by f- to 40 minutes a day. And also the fact that the male makeup industry is growing at a staggering rate every single day, and it's predicted by 2024, it will be at an $80 billion industry worldwide. So our first topic is TikTok um, TikTok being told that in China, they are only able to have Gen Z using their platform 40 minutes a day, which is crazy. It's Gen Z under 14 years old, are only going to be able to use the platform 40 minutes a day. Coming to you first, Gerald, what do you think of this whole situation?
1: So I think this is quite interesting. So... Um... I guess you could see it from a paternalistic perspective at first. You know, why are you telling me what to do? Um, it's my phone. I'm paying my contract bill. My parents are paying the bill. If my parents are fine with it, then you should be fine with it. But I also do understand that screen time is a very, very big factor when it comes to young people and mental health. Um, and I personally feel like TikTok isn't regulated enough, especially for the age groups that are on there. So to actually have... Um, a limit it makes sense to me um maybe not 40 minutes that's a bit it's not enough I would say I would say maybe an hour um but definitely a limit is necessary because you could end up having eye problems. You could end up seeing things that you're not meant to see. Um, and just overall you, people need to get outside. Like me personally, I have vitamin D deficiency because I don't go outside enough. Um, so I think it's, it's a good thing, but it would just be difficult to regulate.
0: I love that. Such a great point. I definitely think, um, we should be getting outside more often. I I hear you on the the D deficiency. It's a struggle out here. Um, Mm -hmm. Nick, what about you, sir? What do you think?
2: Um... Well, yeah, I think. Well, to be fair, I completely agree. Um, I think that it's it is definitely an interesting way to kind of manage the usage of you know Gen Z's usage of of like you know TikTok or just you know social media in general. I think yeah, when I started reading on the kind of the youth model that they've had to implement, it is it is you know it's something that I think is going to take a long long time, or I don't even know if it if it would come into play in the kind of in the UK. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree, you know, TikTok does need to be it does need to be regulated a bit because you know you can you can start clicking through TikTok, you can start clicking for other kind of social social medias and you can end up in pla- you know in strange places that actually, you know, Gen Z or young people or just anyone in general shouldn't actually be, you know, viewing this type of content. Um but then at the same time it does make me think, is this is this not a bit limiting, you know, 40 minutes a day, like I'd like to think that, you know, people have enough. Kind of self control in a way to to be able to kind of manage their time more. I understand the kind of you know you know regulating people's kind of of what they can view and stuff, but I don't know if it's if it makes complete sense to to limit people to forty minutes a day. um So yeah, I, I would say that's that's probably probably what I think.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I I agree with you so much, and I also I, I like what Chelsea said earlier she said. Um the fact it's just going to be hard to police. Like, how do you even police this? I'm sure they must have some kind of like metrics or whatever, but um, I need to actually probably deep dive into it a little bit more. But sticking with you, Nick, um, how helpful do you think this kind of limit would be for Gen Z outside of China? Obviously China are only limiting it to 14-year-olds and um, so those under 14 within China, but how how helpful do you think this kind of limit for Gen Z would be outside of China, like other governments putting this in place?
2: see i i don't think that it would be well received because i mean the fact that in in china it you know you're only allowed to use tiktok now if you're i think it's if you're 18 between 6 a.m and 10 p.m i, I don't think that this would kind of this would be well received you know anywhere else really i think really you know maybe in in you know obviously we, li- we live in the uk but i think in the uk it wouldn't be well received i, I know that for example Um, I read somewhere that Chinese people frequently um, spend more than five hours a day online, two of which are on social media. So it would, you know, it would help maybe, you know, kind of, as we were saying, you know, go outside, actually have social interactions with people face-to-face rather just kind of communicating online. Um, But it is, it is an interesting one, especially for example, on Monday when, you know, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp was all down. I actually, I quite enjoyed it not having to, not, not looking at my phone, not looking at, kind of all those socials and those social media so it is something interesting and also you know just the fact that in china you you know they've kind of implemented this real name identification for all its users so you know basically the process requires users to to basically provide their phone number and you know to basically identify identify themselves i think that's something that that could be implemented i know there's people have some you know opposing views on that but it could make the you know the internet and kind of online spaces you know potentially more and um, more safe for everyone to use yeah definitely I
0: think there's two sides of the argument really there's the this being able to save help people being from being like cyber bullied and all those things and then there's other things where certain parts of the world where people would go actually you know what um being online is the only way I can be anonymous and, and, and show my views without without the government clamping down on me or whatever. So it's very interesting you, you brought up that point at the end. And I like what you said about the idea of um in China that they spend that they're spending five hours a day online and two hours of that are on social media. That's almost fifty percent of the time they're spending online is actually on social media, which is a really, really interesting one. Um but I agree with you on your point. So what about you, Chad? What do you think?
1: So, again, I've come in with the two sides to the story. Um, but the first point that I want to make is that I completely agree with the idea um, of ID when it comes to social media that Nick has said. Um, I've always thought that, you know, having to show your driving license to show your age um, for Instagram would be a great idea because it means that... Uh, you know, I personally think that there would be less bullying because the government will know who you are and they'll know what you're saying. Um, there's no way of hiding that. Um, but also it could be a GDPR nightmare. Um, you know, you could have leaks or, you know, hacking into systems and have people's b- business and details all on the internet just for the best hackers to see and to obtain and to manipulate. Um, but also limiting, um, TikTok usage or social media usage outside of China um, you know having that 40 minutes could be a really good way to kind of curtail repetitive behavior such as spending online and things like that because when you think about it TikTok is a repetitive thing you know you watch the video it repeats itself or you scroll up and watch another video and it's very easy to become addicted so I think limiting that and kind of allowing people to see that there are other things to do or other options in the world rather than just sitting on your phone and you know buying spending watching I think it could be a good idea but the re- being received by the UK young Gen Z audience I don't know how that would go I think it would be quite negative
0: yeah I 100% agree with you. I love the point that you 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 mentioned about curtailing repetitive behavior and I think as human beings we are so habitualistic that it's actually there are so many behaviours that are ingrained to us with regards to social media. And this is one of the reasons why, probably about a year ago, I during the week I took I take Instagram or Twitter or whatever off my phone and then I only use it like probably on the weekend for a few hours. But it's amazing how it's, when I then come to using it at the weekend, I just can't be bothered. Like I go on there and after about an hour, I actually just get bored of using it. Because those um, repetitive behaviours just aren't there because I'm not using it during the week. So I definitely think it's a, it could be a great way to do that. But I agree with both of you. I think it's going to be so hard to implement that I can't really see any government outside of China potentially uh, trying to implement something like this. And I've just realised, and this is a live podcast, guys, we're recording this live, this is not being edited, simply because it's just long to edit things that I can't be bothered. And um, I realised we didn't introduce Child. we didn't even do that at the start, we normally introduce our guests to say who they are. So Child, before we carry on to our next subject, um, who are you, what do you do and how long have you been in our community?
1: Uh, so my name is Cheld, as Jay has said, um, and I'm a recent law graduate and I'm trying to be a barrister. Um, at the moment, I'm working in recruitment and um, I've been a part of Imagine Insights since they were called DeVinc. So
0: um,
1: wow. a good a good few years, and I've loved every <laughs> second of it.
0: I love that. That's amazing. So Chelsea's one of our old school OG and community members. We're grateful that she's been with us since the start, which is amazing. So yeah, really grateful to have you here, but I I hate when I don't introduce people. So grateful that we got to do that, which is awesome. So moving on to our next topic, the male makeup industry is exploding. It's due to grow to $80 billion worldwide by 2024. With the shifts in beauty standards um, that we've seen over the last few years, this feels like a huge step forward nick i want to come to you first what do you think about this massive explosion in the male makeup industry
2: um i think it's definitely a huge step forward i think um there's definitely a changing attitude towards uh masculinity and men's grooming has you know it's definitely become a a viable industry and i think particularly um, people such as David Beckham, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo—they've been kind of pioneers in in battling the you know, the stigma of male grooming, and and that it isn't actually something you know taboo to to speak about or to actually you know to to, to buy yourself something you know. Um, I think it's about, it's about looking after yourself and being, you know, the best version of yourself. I remember seeing, um, what was it, David Beckham, he was in a hair towel, um, a kind of a hair towel wrap with James Corden and the, I think they were doing their, 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 nails in a video for Red Nose Day or something like that. And it's something you've never seen a footballer do before because, you know, on, um, in the newspapers and all that, all you're seeing before was footballers going out for drinks and kind of getting this bad, kind of this bad rep. And then, then you're seeing David Beckham in a hair towel wrap and really kind of breaking those boundaries. So personally, I think, you know, it's it's completely stupid not to want to, to look after yourself. You know, it's an important thing. I've even asked my girlfriend to create me a skincare routine as I don't want to get, you know, old and wrinkly. I'm trying to be, um, how are we going to say, it? proactive rather than reactive. You know, I'm not really looking forward to getting old. So don't ask me what it is. All I know is it's from the ordinary, but um, I definitely think that it's going to, you know, it's going to increase in, in twenty years' time, it's going to be worth a lot more than eighty billion worldwide. I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love the 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 cheeky plug to the ordinary there. And by the way, uh, you definitely need to have a skincare regime. I've had one for a few years. Uh, my missus said the exact same thing. She's like, you need to look after your skin. I don't want to get old. Uh, so that's a good shout. Um, shout out to, to 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 your missus looking after you. Um, what about you, Chad? What do you think?
1: I again completely agree um, especially with the ordinary I use them all the time they're fantastic um, but when it comes to the male industry and like um, makeup and beauty I'm so happy that we're moving in this direction forward you know you have um, male MUAs like Kenneth Senegal that, that is my favorite male MUA at the moment Um, you know just breaking boundaries all of the time and just showing that makeup isn't a one gendered kind of thing I mean if you want to you know get rid of a few blemishes or if you're going on camera you want to look good and, and you want to feel good and I feel like makeup isn't just one size fits all um, and I feel like that even expands into the hair industry um, you know as a black woman I'm constantly looking for the newest hair products to make my hair soft and easy to deal with and then when I think about it my brother has the exact same hair hair type as well but you don't really see Um, males on hair products at all and I think that's so odd um, when you know we all have the same hair types and I think that moving into this direction of you know the industry exploding can only be a good thing.
0: I love that I love that you said that your your brother has the exact same hair type and he's not on any. Um, you don't really see any, any any men like him on any hair products. And I think it's it's such an interesting point. And I think beauty standards are changing. And I I couldn't agree couldn't agree more with both of you. I'm I'm really excited about it. So Nick, my last question to you is: What are your friends' thoughts on male makeup? Do you see this industry becoming even more mainstream than it was, than, than it currently is? What are your friends' thoughts around it?
2: Um, interestingly, I, I don't think my friends have you, they've specifically stated that they would use your you know, makeup as a, as I think the term makeup is not commonly used enough between men. Um, however, if I was kind of to take a step back and look at it more broadly, I've spoken many times with my friends about you know skincare, hair care, you know just kind of male grooming in general. I think you know the, the kind of the term makeup is not really commonly used but you know if someone goes for um let's say they go for a trim or they get a lineup and they get those kind of um those those hair fibers just to make that that kind of lineup really sharp and that's not really considered makeup but actually when you think about it it, it's it kind of is so there's definitely that there's still like a step to be taken in terms of incorporating the, the term you know male makeup into you know mine my friends vocabulary and kind of people in general however i do see it becoming more mainstream for sure i know um i know you just mentioned about kind of not using um the same hair care products um but i do see people using kind of beard you know beard oils or 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 beard creams and so it's definitely becoming a thing i mean i live in brighton so you know brighton's very open it's an accepting city so i see you know men wearing uh makeup on a regular daily so it's not something that surprises me at all and um it's definitely something that with with my friends we speak about you know just looking after yourself in general I mean my friend was was telling me not too long ago that he wanted to kind of get his um his nails done but in this you, you know uh, kind of when you get your nails uh, do you know what, honestly I don't even really know yeah. um just getting your nails <laughs> just getting your nails done and, and basically looking after those cuticles yeah I understand that
0: don't worry I start getting my nails done as well, so it's a good shout. and um, big shout out to your friend that's being smart um coming to you last year what about you what do your friend think about male makeup
1: so I have like two different types of friends um so I've got the the more how do I say it? You know, traditional. I don't want to say traditional because what does tradition even mean? Um, but the kind of guy that says, Oh, all I need to do is get my beard trimmed and I'm good. And then I have the other type of friend who is wanting to express themselves through makeup. Um, but they feel like there's a social stigma around it still. So I'm hoping that, you know, with this industry exploding, that, you know, that kind of friend that feels like there's a social stigma around makeup can feel comfortable enough to go and do what they want and put makeup on and express themselves but I also understand you know my other friend or my cousin who's just like yeah I don't I don't need anything you know trim my beard and my skin is clear I think that's great um so it's just a kind of it's a kind of mixed reaction from my group of friends I would say.
0: I love that it's such a such a great point I like that you guys are you've got these you've got these groups of friends and it's all they're all beginning to mix and there's there's a lot of change coming which is great and i definitely think it's 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 all great because everybody can can do whatever do whatever's best for them but um that's it we're done thank you so much to Jade and to nick for taking the time out to chat with me around these two amazing topics as promised we stayed under 20 minutes because we are legendary and good at that thank you for listening to the 10th episode of the imagine this podcast our mission at imagine insights is to help Gen Z to shape their future. We know the best way for them to do that is with brands because brands are shaping countries and culture like governments only wish they could do. So we enable brands to crowdsource qualitative or quantitative insight from our community of Gen Z from all around the world. We have 8,000 Gen Z in 57 countries. So if you would like to speak to our Gen Z community or engage with us around anything, please feel free to give a shout out to myself um, or to Nick and we can um, can, uh, help you with that. Again, if you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to like, subscribe, share, do all of that good stuff. Um, And if you do have any other questions outside of any client work or anything, like you just want to chat to us, please feel free to reach out. Our LinkedIn's are all in the bio. And again, thank you so much for listening, for staying tuned, and we will see you next time.